Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to the Anxiety Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa. And today I'm answering the rest of the questions that I received on Instagram. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Anxiety Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and I'm super excited to always bring you amazing tools and tips to help you eliminate that dreadful anxiety. Join me every Wednesday as I bring you a new episode every week. Before we get started, I want to let you know about Mindset Grow Project which is a purpose-driven brand committed to bringing mindfulness to schools across the U.S. and to all of our customers. We're bridging the gap between physical and mental health. It's much needed, and we want to make sure that people learn to prioritize their mind. All of our customers will have access to our quarterly workshops that will be hosted by me, the Anxiety Doctor, and other mental health professionals. I know that I will have your support. I'm super excited for this. And you will have access to all of our merchandise prior to our public launch. So follow us on Instagram at Mindset Grow Project and stay tuned for more information. So let's get started with the questions. The first question is, how can I go back to driving without anxiety or shaking? And this is a really good question because I think it happens to a lot of us. We start feeling severe anxiety when we do Um, any type of driving when we have to drive so a lot of us stop driving and it's really hard for us to be in a car alone um, and to get behind a wheel and drive sometimes even when we're not driving if someone else is driving we still get anxious so the easiest thing or the best thing to do is to do exposure therapy Exposure therapy for driving, I like to take it super slow, literally getting in the car, turning it on for a few days and just staying in your driveway and then the next few days reversing the car, getting out of the driveway and then going into the, back into the driveway. And so taking little steps every single day to tell the brain that you're okay. And that's what exposure therapy is. And if you still feel that you can't do that yet, I would say visualize the exposure before you do it. Visualizing you getting in the car and being okay. 
and then praising yourself after when you're visualizing you want to praise yourself and say oh you know I, I'm so glad I did it super proud of myself I think that is really really important when we do things praising and I've said this several times but I want to remind you again so definitely exposure therapy tapping is really really good prior to getting in the car um, to minimize anxiety and that's one thing that I've that I usually tell all of my patients is um, we learn how to do tapping and that helps a lot. Um, and of course, breathing, any of the techniques that you learn to minimize your stress before you get in the car is really, really great for you. Um, but for sure, exposure therapy. Next question is, is it normal to feel tension or lightheadedness um, on the front side of your head when anxious? Actually, I experienced that in, after I got COVID, I started getting that, that tension and I still get it. The, it's like a weird pain on the right side of my, and it's funny that you say the right side also, because that's where I experience it. And when I get anxious, when I get that little bolt of energy or um, not bolt, jolt of energy is what I call it. Usually I still get two seconds of anxiety when I'm driving and someone almost hits me or gets close to me, I get that little jolt of energy and it literally just takes um, two minutes of the, the anxiety and, and I'm fine because I don't fear it. Um, but I get this tingling sensation around my right side of my, my um, chin and in the front of my like forehead. Um, and it happens for two minutes. I mean, for two minutes, for about two seconds, and then I'm fine. Uh, but yes, that is definitely uh, normal. So don't feel like there's something wrong with you. Um, I always tell people, when are you getting these symptoms? And usually it's when you're anxious. So if it is, you know, just when you're anxious or when you're feeling some sort of anxiety then it's the anxiety that's causing the physical symptoms um, I hope that helps anxiety in the night what helps when you can't sleep and can't take walks so this is really really a complex question or not a complex question this is a complex answer that I'm going to give you there's so many different things that you need to happen um, to be able to fall asleep. Sleep is crucial for anxiety. If you don't get enough sleep, it can trigger anxiety the next morning. And then you just feel not good, right? It affects our mood. Um, when we don't sleep well, we're just in a bad mood. We're irritable. It's easier for us to feel stressed. So definitely sleep is super, super important for your mental health in general, but especially for anxiety. And um, for your physical health, sleep is very important. So you have to kind of examine what you're doing. You hear about not being on your phone for at least two hours before going to bed. I know that that's kind of impossible now since we do everything on our phone. But I tell people at least 45 minutes before you go, before you're going to want to fall asleep, you want to get off your phone. And you don't want to charge your phone right next to your bed. 
charge it in your restroom or in another room because a lot of times even if we try to go to sleep if we wake up and we need to go to the restroom the first thing we do is we grab our phone to check the time and if you check the time and you have notifications or there's something on your phone it's easy for us to, oh, I'm just going to check my notifications real quick. I'm just going to check Instagram real quick. So that blue light, first of all, activates your, um, it, it just stimulates your brain. And so it's harder for you to fall asleep. Um, but scrolling before going to bed is not good. The, the mind is always racing already. And then if you're looking at TikTok and Instagram every minute, because every post is a different topic, you're stimulating the brain and activating the thoughts and it's harder for you to fall asleep. And then you want to implement something, maybe like a tea, a soothing tea, chamomile. Um, there's so many different good lavender uh, herbs that help you to relax and helps the nervous system to calm down and the parasympathetic nervous system to activate, which helps you to fall asleep. Uh, magnesium is really good for sleep and for anxiety. So that is something that I usually recommend. Of course, talk to your doctor before you start any supplement. And another thing is starting a journal. I've talked about this before and I teach this in my, in my um, group, uh, virtual virtual group that we have um, is that writing in a journal at least an hour and a half before, maybe even 45 minutes, um, and writing your worries and your thoughts in a journal before and training the brain, it's going to take a while, but you train your brain to leave the worries in that journal. So literally you write down everything that you're worried about, everything that you're kind of thinking about, and you physically will close that journal and you'll say, this is where my worries will stay and they'll be here tomorrow. And the more you do that, you train your brain to leave the worries there and know that, you know what, this is my worry time. This is when I can think about everything that I um, in, I'm stressed about or I'm thinking about or I need to do tomorrow. Um, and that helps you. Um and then find what works for you. Of course, meditation before you go to sleep is super good for you. Doing even just breath work before you go to sleep. All those things will help you um, to fall asleep. I hope that helps. Um, and try try different things to see if that, that helps you. Main thing with getting rid of your anxiety is that do the things that I've talked about. Try them have to do what you have to put in the work anxiety is not going to go away just because you heard what you need to do you need to actually do it um, so make sure that you implement things in in your life that will help minimize that anxiety um, next question I'm scared to take the pills I have been prescribed I feel like they're not going to help what should I do so this is, um, you know, I think a personal choice. 
if you are taking medication for anxiety, it depends what you're taking, benzos or an SSRI. I feel that some people do need medication, but you don't want to stay on it forever. And so if you feel like your anxiety is really, really bad and you're in therapy and and your anxiety is not getting better, or you feel like it's preventing you from living the life that you want to live and it's preventing you from doing basic things, then you want to take medication. But of course, it's a personal choice. Talk to your doctor. Um, But if it's anxiety about taking medication, then all the things that I've talked about, learning um, why you have that fear and sitting with your thoughts and your feelings is really important. It's a really powerful tool to do. You sit with your thoughts and you're like, why am I afraid? Oh, I'm afraid it's not going to work. Okay, why am I afraid it's not going to work? And just sitting with your emotions, sitting with yourself, asking yourself these questions, and you'll learn a lot. So, um, and if it if it is that, you'll you'll find out, and then you'll work on it. Work on, you know what? I'm going to do breathing. I'm going to do meditation, minimizing the anxiety. And then if it's still there, finding out why is it still there? Why am I? And then you'll answer your question. You know what? It's because I truly don't want to take medication and I want to do this on my own. And that'll force you to say, you know what? That means I'm going to have to work harder, meaning I'm going to have to do my meditation every day. I'm going to have to train my brain to get better. Um, So hopefully that helps. And like I said, every everyone has a personal preference to taking medication or not taking uh, medication. Tips for social anxiety, always thinking people are mad at you or talking badly about you. I say the hell with them. (laughs) Um, No, I think for this, um, and it's one thing that I tell everyone to work on is self-love. When you work on yourself and you work on your confidence and that self-doubt and the self-esteem, things like this get easier. You're like, the hell with that. I am important enough to feel like I should do the things that I want to do and that I don't have time to be worrying about what others are thinking about me, what they're doing, what they're saying. So self-love, working on your worth, working on you um, is really, really important, not only for people with anxiety, but especially for people with anxiety. Because we start doubting everything that we do. We start doubting, you know, do our friends really like to hang out with us? What if they don't? We just start fearing that people don't want to be around us. So really, really important for us to work on self-love. No matter who the person is, self-love needs to be taught. And I think we all need to work on that. We can all benefit from self-love. Before we continue, I promised that I would tell you all what I'm working on, my next project. Y'all have heard me talk about my mission in life. My mission in life is to teach every child in the United States these simple coping skills that will help them not only through school, but throughout their lifetime. Breath work, the power of mindfulness, the power of meditation, And just empowering people to know that taking care of their mind is super important. And to help people prioritize their mind is my true mission in life. 
And so I've been trying to find a way to do this. Um, I had an NFT project and the market is really bad right now. But prior to the NFT project, I wanted to launch a brand, a purpose-driven brand. And I trademarked Mindset Grow. So that is the big top secret. It wasn't top secret, but this announcement is I'm launching Mindset Grow, which is a purpose-driven brand. 50% of the proceeds will go towards building our Mindset Grow project, which is um, training teachers how to implement these simple skills to help every child in the United States. And hopefully globally. We're super, super excited and I hope that you will support this incredible project, my passion project. It's really, really important and everyone that buys a t-shirt or a hoodie or any of the items that we'll have will have access to our workshops. So we'll have free workshops for anyone that is a customer. So I hope that you all will support this incredible cause. We will be looking for ambassadors. So if you're a mental health professional or even just a mental health advocate that loves to spread awareness, let me know. And I would love to have you on as a Mindset Grow ambassador. Stay tuned for more information. Okay, so the cat is out of the bag. You know my next project. Um, like I said, hopefully you will support this incredible cause and incredible mission. Um, but let's continue with our questions. I'm recording this in bed. It's 1020 on a Thursday. I was super busy today and I didn't get uh, a chance to record this in my um, office. So hopefully the sound quality is good because I'm recording this in my um, room. My husband is downstairs watching football. So hopefully you don't hear the announcers in the football game. Uh, but let's continue. Okay, so the next question is, how do I get out of this anxiety loop? Anxiety symptoms equals no appetite equals weight loss equals I'm ill. And this is something that I see often. Um, there's so many people that their appetite is lost or they get stomach pains and it's hard for them to eat. They get fearful of eating and sometimes their diagnosis or they go to the doctor, they lose a lot of weight and they get misdiagnosed. But for this is the best thing to do is the um, sitting with your anxiety, sitting with your anxiety and just accepting it and minimizing the stress that that is caused in your stomach, minimizing that anxiety, because remember, we produce a lot of acid when we have stress and anxiety. And it can affect our stomach. We feel sick to our stomach. We don't feel like eating. And you have to. You have to eat. You could not go without eating, obviously, right? But it's it's this fear of, you know, what, like, like the question said, you know, it 
it starts with anxiety and then no appetite and then I lose weight and then I start thinking what if it's something else what if there's something wrong with my stomach and the people that experienced this a lot of times they've gone to all these different specialists because they think they're sick and that something is truly wrong with their stomach um, but just minimizing that anxiety doing the breath work doing what works for you and sitting with your anxiety and saying okay this is stress and anxiety what is my body trying to tell me and a lot of times it's, oh, okay, I need to slow down or I need to eliminate all the bad foods that I'm eating or whatever it is, you know, it, not necessarily bad foods that you're eating, but maybe people that you're around, maybe situations that you're in that cause a lot of stress and anxiety. And of course, we can't stop talking to everyone or even family that's toxic um, but just kind of being aware and saying, you know what, for now, while I work on my anxiety, I'm going to take care of me. Um, but sitting with your anxiety is probably one of the easiest things to do or the best things to do. It's not easy. Let me, let me retract from what I said. It's not easy. It's actually really hard the first few times because we want this anxiety to go away, we want this pain to go away, the stomach pain or whatever it is that you're experiencing. So it's hard, but it's the best thing to do for this type of anxiety when you are getting that the stomach pains. Um, and then finding what, what helps you, finding the foods that aren't gonna make you feel anxious, your comfort foods, foods that you're comfortable with, and then introducing foods after that um, once you start working on your anxiety. And the last question for, for today, because I know this podcast is getting a little long. Um, the question is, did, did you experience being hypervigilant when your anxiety was high? Oh, absolutely. Um, hypervigilant, not only um, with me and my anxiety and my physical symptoms, but when I had... Um, anxiety I was in college and I used to work um, at a restaurant at on the Riverwalk I live I went to school in San Antonio and I became really really vigilant of my surroundings um, and then even just being around people it felt like even sounds were louder lights were brighter when I had that anxiety it's we we start feeling the symptoms and so everything around us feels strange and surreal and just like this dazed and and a weird just it, it was it was that's how I kind of explained it is like the lights were brighter people were kind of closer and it was just like this weird experience that I would experience um and sometimes when I get those like two seconds of, of anxiety, I feel it. Um, and then I used to be hypervigilant of the people around me. Oh, what if this? What if this? What if someone's going to? I remember I used to have to walk. I would park it in a parking garage and I would have to walk a few blocks um, to get to my car after getting out of work. And we would close that restaurant at two in the morning. I was the cashier, so I had to count every single um, I would 
close out all the checks, I would count all the money. And so sometimes it was 3.30 in the morning and I would be walking by myself blocks, um, four or five blocks sometimes. And it was scary. And so I was hyper vigilant about that too. What if this person comes? What if someone? So I was like really, really always, always looking at my surroundings, super scared. I would fright, I would, I would, um, I would be hypervigilant, but that's why people say, you know, people with anxiety are more aware, are more vigilant, are safer. Um, but yes, I was vigilant with not only my physical symptoms and my surroundings, but also, um, the what ifs would come. What if someone attacks me? What if this? And so I, I would go through this in my head and I would already have plans. I would run over here. I would do this. I would do that. Um, and and so, yes, the, the answer to to that question is I was hypervigilant. Um, I hope these answers or these questions helped you. Um, I know that we sometimes go through the same experience. Not exactly, right? Because everyone is different. But there's so many things that we go through when we have anxiety um, and I thought that's why it was important for me to answer these questions in a podcast. I hope it helped. Thank you so very much for listening. It's getting late here. I usually go to bed um, super early, but I wanted to do this episode for you all. Thank you so much for always listening. I love you all so very much. Always remember to be good to yourself and others. Love you all so much. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram at The Anxiety Doctor and online at www.drlisacortez.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time.